Your finances will leave a long-lasting impact on your family. After all, you only retire once. If you're looking to discuss all things pertaining to your retirement, you've come to the right place. This is Retirement Matters with Michael Stewart. Well, thanks for joining us this week for another edition of Retirement Matters, the podcast that helps you better prepare for your financial and retirement future. I'm Walter Storholtz here alongside Michael Stewart, the founder of Crystal Lake Tax and Financial with an office in Crystal Lake, Illinois. You can find us online by going to crystallaketax.com. Michael, thanks for joining us today. How are you, sir? Very well. Good to talk to you again, Walter. Yeah, nice chatting with you as well. we got a good show on tap for today. Not only are we going to dive in a little bit to uh, get a good story from Michael about somebody who was ripped off financially and uh, what Michael was able to uncover, how he was able to maybe help problem solve that issue. We're going to get a good story about that coming up in a few minutes. We've got a great listener question from Lynn today as well. But as always on the podcast, we like to start off with something that's happening in the news that we're keeping our eyes on. And uh, a good headline in the different uh, media outlets recently, Michael, was when we saw the market react adversely to all sorts of different things in the news so far this year. I mean, we're, we're only here as we're recording this podcast at the uh, you know beginning or middle of April, and we've seen developments with the uh, Mueller investigation of Trump, fears of the trade war have caused waves, controversies with tech companies like Facebook have dominated the headlines. So as an average investor, listener to this podcast, what do we learn from the different market hiccups that have been kind of becoming all too common so far in 2018? No, that's that's a great point. Not only is this year from a market volatility standpoint been up and down like a roller coaster, but the news cycle has as well. Many investors kind of got complacent. They kind of forgot that the market actually goes in two directions, both up and down. So in our content-driven society where headlines and ads are, it's less about news these days and more about just grabbing eyeballs. And investors have to be careful not to pay too much attention to the things that really don't matter, the kind of the minutiae out there. And it's difficult with all the things that are going on. Some examples of these things that don't matter might be the daily headlines, uh, you know, Trump's latest tweet, what today's leak on that Mueller investigation that you're talking about. Because tomorrow they're each going to be replaced by some new sensationalized headline. You know, headlines are destructive and they're kind of shiny objects, you know, that make people chase them but lose their focus on what's really important. You know, and the, the issue is having knee-jerk reactions with your investing decisions and not having kind of a disciplined process. What happens is based on none of that economic data, it's kind of irrational. It would be like a physician prescribing you a drug because he saw the latest commercial without really doing any due diligence to make sure it's effective for you. Uh, you know, so you need that kind of process. In my eyes with the headlines, the things that you really want to focus on is, you know, control your fees, make sure you're allocated correctly, you know, focus on your income in retirement, those kind of things, those three things, if you plan and kind of ignore the headlines, you focus on your goals, then the news is just going to change on a daily basis, but it won't get you sidetracked. Yeah, I think that's hugely important. How often, Michael, do you find yourself having to remind clients, you know, of sort of some of these basic principles of not kind of living and dying with all of the markets ups and downs? Is that a common conversation or have they, I guess, been educated enough to the point where they stop getting bothered by some of the hiccups? I'd say on a daily basis, in all reality, you know, one of my jobs is as much as an investment manager is also as a financial educator. Mm. And it's really just sharing with clients why we're doing the things that we're doing, regardless of whether markets are up or down, news is good or bad. It's about just keeping them focused on the process that we put in place, which is going to get them to where they want to be. You know, so yeah, on a daily basis or anytime we're having phone calls or we're having our quarterly reviews, it's just rehashing the exact same reason on why we need to stay disciplined. That's a little bit of what's happening in the news and Michael's 
Stewart's reaction to some of those items. We always love answering some of your questions here on the podcast. If you'd like to submit a question and be featured on the show, you can do that by going to crystallaketax.com and getting in touch through the website. Again, just crystallaketax.com, the place to go. We have a listener question this week that comes to us from Lynn in Huntley. And Lynn says, I've always assumed that it's better to work with a big financial company, Michael, because they presumably have so many resources compared to a smaller independent office. What would be the reason for working with a smaller company? Lynn, this is a great question. It's one I, I get a lot, you know, especially as an independent financial firm in the Chicago suburbs. It's, you know, why should I work with your firm or really it could be any independent financial planner at that point compared to one of these more branded names, you know, in the high rises. And the answer really easily is really two answers in one. The first is objectivity. Being an independent financial planner, we're not beholden to some quota or have an answer to Wall Street or churn out a certain level of, you know, corporate profits because we got to satisfy shareholders or some sort of outside investors. Second thing is independence. By being independent, all the investment choices in the world are available to our clients, not just a select few that a company may have chosen because maybe it compensates them a little bit more. You know, and having been a financial advisor for over 18 years, in many instances, just by seeing the company name on the statement, I can without a doubt tell you about 80% certainty about what you already own before you even pull that statement out of the envelope. You know, their business model hasn't changed. Uh, you know, one of the things, and I remember growing up as a kid and then reading our three kids was, you know, a Dr. Seuss story called The Lorax, you know, and it had the truffle of trees and the thneeds and, you know, where all companies just keep saying, everyone needs a thneed despite the damage that it was doing all around them. You know, and really that's Wall Street and the big firm business model. They have products that they know you need before you even step through the door. And Walter, let me give you actually an example. This week I had a client, it's one of our just tax only clients. Now he's a financial client, but he recently retired and he came in and he shared the story that he went to this large national bank. It's one of the two largest in the country. He brought in his rollover check and immediately the personal banker said, you got to speak with our financial broker. So they whisked him over to the, you know, the big office in the corner and immediately upon him sitting down, there were brochures and product ideas and sign now kind of aggressive sales push, you know, and my client didn't budge. He wanted to talk it over with his wife, wanted to make sure he's making, you know, prudent decision. And the broker just kept hounding him daily with calls, telling him about what mistakes he was making by waiting. And really they were trying to push him into the sale. And here's the difference. When he came into my office, because he came in for his taxes and he kind of shared the story with us. And, you know, so at the office of an independent financial planner, he shared that kind of aggressive sales story and he said it left a bad taste in his mouth. And, you know, what I told him, I'm like, I don't have any investment recommendation for you. And he looked a little shocked and he, he and his wife looked at each other and he's like, isn't that what you do? You manage people's money? And I said, oh, yeah, absolutely. But that's just part of what we do. Before I give you a prescription or some kind of investment recommendation, we're going to find out what the purpose of that money is. He's recently retired. So does he need income? How much access or liquidity does it need? Is he comfortable with risk? All of those things are important. So, you know, it was a completely different type of engagement that he had in conversation he had with me compared to, you know, what he had with a large bank broker. You know, so, yeah, they've got the pretty sign and the big building on the side, but, you know, someone's paying for that. And at the end of the day, many times it's the clients. It's kind of funny. Sometimes we seek the big name brands for the the quality and the reputation that we would expect, but yet their very size 
often stands in the way of that same kind of actual service coming to fruition, where you get it in a much smaller uh, independent office. You're going to get that more attention to detail and some of the more specifics about your plan rather than just saying, all right, here's the the big picture or the the cookie cutter way that you're going to kind of get fitted into the same mold as everybody else that comes through the door. I know I'm painting with a broad brush here, but it's kind of just funny how the reason you might be attracted to the big firm might also be your biggest complaint once you actually get through the door. Does that make sense? Uh, absolutely. So if you'd, you know, had three words to describe, I think where an independent financial planner truly adds the value, it's the objectivity, it's the independence. And in addition to that, it's just a better level of service in most instances. Absolutely. Thank you for your question, Lynn. We appreciate that one. If you'd like your question to be featured on a future show, you can go to crystallaketax.com. Again, that's crystallaketax.com. And we'll feature it here on Retirement Matters with Michael Stewart, the founder of Crystal Lake Tax and Financial. If you'd like to have a one-on-one conversation about your financial plan, whether you're a long-term client and you need to come in for a review that maybe you've been procrastinating for a little bit, let this be your reminder to make sure you get back in touch with Michael and the team to come in and have a conversation. Or if this is maybe your first time listening to the podcast or you're new to being introduced to Michael, if you'd like to talk about your financial plan, you can always call the team as well at 815-526-3092. That's 815-526-3092. Time to get into the meat and potatoes of today's program, and it's time for the section of the podcast that we like to call Story Time. And today's topic of Story Time, I'm looking, Michael, for you to tell me about a time somebody got ripped off. When you looked at their portfolio, when they came into the office to meet with you, and you determined, you know what, my gosh, your current investments, the way they're structured, something is very, very wrong with the current situation. Tell us what you found out. How did you tell the client? How did you break the news to them? What was their reaction? Uh, what were the options to solve the problem? Were there any to begin with? And you know, what did you end up doing? Give us the full rundown. Yeah, unfortunately, with nearly two decades in the business on the financial planning side, you know, what I've seen you know some great things and some pretty horrible things as well. You know, and for a later show, I'll leave you know the ones that involve fraud and deception and those things aside, and we'll really focus on some that are a little bit more common related to specific and but just investment products that are kind of peddled out there on a regular basis because it's an all too common issue. And for brevity, I'm just going to focus on one specific client and one specific type of product. But, you know, in my practice, we see this on a near weekly basis. When prospective clients come in through the doors, the first time they meet with me, what we do is we sell you on what you already have. You know, so once we find out what you're trying to do with your accounts and that, what we do next going forward is, okay, let me sell you on what you already have, the pros and cons. And then if that's what you own, then you're in great shape. But if something just doesn't seem right, like maybe the fees are too high or you feel like you're getting ripped off or too much risk, whatever it happens to be, well, then that's where some recommendations might come in. So one of the things has to do with annuities and more specifically variable annuities. Now, before people start beating the drum about good or bad or the things that they heard, for the most part, annuities, and there's a variety of different types, can be adequate products if they're explained properly with full transparency. And that last part, let me tackle that first point to transparency. The reason that there's an angst about annuities in the marketplace has nothing to do with the product. There's no good product or bad product. There's a suitable product or a not suitable product. Where issues arise is when the broker, and I say broker rather than advisor, because an advisor would avoid this problem. When the broker tells the client kind of half truths about just to get the sale. So hypothetically, it could could be about an income rider, some kind of guaranteed income stream that grows by 6% annually. And all the clients here is, quote, my account grows by 6%. That's not really true. Full disclosure is 
here's the additional layer of fees for that extra rider. Here's how it works. Basically, they're going to pay you with your own money for 10 or 15 years. At the end of that 15 years, because of all the fees, you're likely going to run out of principal. Don't worry, they'll still keep sending you a check for the income, but basically all your money's gone. Those are the kind of things that normally aren't shared. And when I share that with clients, when they come in and they're you know, a few years into an investment and wondering why it's not growing, or they're like, hey, I got this guaranteed 6% growth, and I kind of show them what it is, it's not what they actually signed up for. So, you know, they feel like they got ripped off because really it was some half-truths, not full transparency that they got. You know, typically this happens when, you know, a client goes in, many times it's a bank or some other brokerage firm that clients walk in and they say, you know what, I want something in the market, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, whatever it may be. And then the broker says, oh, hey, I'll take this. We'll put it in those kind of investments with an insurance company. We'll get some bells and whistles attached to it. But what they don't tell you is typically all in, your fees are averaged about three or 4%. Now they're hidden in that prospectus that nobody reads on, you know, page 226. But the key thing on that is that's where people feel a little ripped off and a little misled. You know, and I'll give you an example. We had a client in here two weeks ago that had put half a million dollars a few years back into a variable annuity, kind of felt ripped off after we walked through it because I said, you know what, uh, did you realize the reason you haven't really gotten any growth despite taking all the risk in the product is because you've got 4% in fees with between the writers, the guarantees, the insurance company, the investment fees. Wow. And they said, well, no, I, I don't see any fees on here. And I pulled out the prospectus, you know, which is about 350 pages long, and I got about <laughs> two thirds through. And then all of a sudden it was, oh, wait, let's add up all these fees. On $500,000, they're paying about $20,000 a year annually Oof. in fees you know, that they weren't aware they're paying. So it becomes very difficult to manage a conservative portfolio if the house is getting the first 4%. You know, so and they said, you know, well, why would my broker do this to me? You know, I, why would he do that? You know, and I just said, I wasn't privy to the conversation, but I just walked up to my whiteboard and I wrote 7% on the board. And he's like, what's that? Is that my rate of return? I'm like, no, that was the commission that the broker got on the $500,000. So he netted out about 35,000. I'm not saying that's the reason, but that's a good enough reason to kind of give a half disclosure. Wow. And, and unfortunately, you know, it's, it, it impacts the client. Not only impacts them. I mean, this, the impact is not just emotional, but physical too. I mean, that's a lot of money out of the pocket, which then leads to less activities, less flexibility, less just so many other adjectives we could throw out there with what you can do with your money in retirement, how you want to use those funds, be a good steward of your funds. Hard to do one more of it than it should is kind of going out of your pocket that way, especially Nobody likes that feeling of being duped, Michael. I know that's got to be the hardest part of that whole situation is just having that conversation and revealing that that's been the case. No, absolutely. And, and clients, you know, they sit there and they, you know, will sit back in their chair and, you know, the husband or wife will look at each other, you know, whoever signed the paperwork last time, you know, with this kind of, you know, discipline, disappointment, you know, on there. And I'll say, you know what, we can't worry about where we were at that time. And, and maybe the advisor or broker did give you a, a full disclosure and we we're only remembering parts of it. But let's focus on what we can do on a go forward basis. How do we fix this problem now that we know that indeed it is a problem? So, you know, how we've helped people in these circumstances, sometimes the penalties are out there and it just, you know, there are only a few percentage points to get out. And knowing that we're already going to pay that and more in fees if we stayed put, we're just going to rip the Band-Aid off, take the hit and move to a portfolio that might provide lower fees and might be a little bit more appropriate for them. With lower fees, it usually doesn't take very long to break even and then be ahead every day and every year thereafter. Now, for others, we average out of the position. Let's say the fees, you know, some of these surrender fees are 7, 8, 10 percent. 
if the you know we're not going to kind of blow up the portfolio with that. So what we'll do is we'll maybe average out at whatever the let you take out penalty free, and over the course of the next couple of years, you know, make it more efficient for the client to exit a position, but still eventually over the next couple of years get it you know get them back on track. Well, before we wrap up the podcast for today, Michael, if you uncover these situations in an initial meeting, you mentioned get them back on the right track and looking forward, obviously key terms there. What does that process look like with you and your team? How long does it take to get back on track? What's the planning process look like so we can kind of go into it with some expectations? Yeah, we, we typically use a three meeting process and I call it the retirement success blueprint. And our first meeting is, is really having that conversation. Here's what you own. Here's the pros and cons. What are we trying to do with the money? So, you know, they're not committing to me. I'm not committing to them at this meeting. We don't even charge for that first meeting. And it's really just to give them, answer their questions, give them a sense of where they are versus where they say they want to be. Now, at the end of that first meeting, if they decide that, hey, you know, we might want to go a different direction, we don't transfer your money in there. We don't do those things. What we do is we agree to actually put a plan together for you, and it's going to be an objective plan. So you're going to pay us for the plan, but the benefit of that is whatever results come out of that over the next couple meetings, and we take your goals and your wants and your dreams and your retirement income and put all those things in context along with the resources that you have available and how you may or may not need to tweak different investments that you have, you're going to come away with kind of a roadmap or a blueprint that's going to tell you what you need to do on a go forward basis. And you can implement that through us, you know, and about 80% of the clients do, or you could do it yourself or work with another advisor. The, the point of that whole blueprint and why you pay for it is because it's objective. You know, you're not getting a sales pitch at the end. What you're doing is getting the information so you can make educated decisions going forward. All helpful information on today's podcast of Retirement Matters. Walter Storholt here with Michael Stewart. I'll remind you if you want to find out more about Michael, he's the co-author of the book Purpose-Based Investing, Nine Lessons to Rescue Your Retirement from Wall Street, available on Amazon. You can also find out lots of great information about Michael and his team on crystallaketax.com. That's crystallaketax.com. That's also where you can go to listen to past podcast episodes as well. And you can call anytime, 815-526-3092 is the number. That's 815-526-3092. Michael, thanks for the help as always on the podcast today. And we'll look forward to talking to you on the next one. We'll talk to you on the next podcast. Take care, Walter. For Michael, I'm Walter. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time on Retirement Now. investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. The information provided herein is for training or educational purposes only and does not constitute an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any securities, investments, investment strategies, or investment advice relating to securities, nor is the information or representation that any security is a suitable or appropriate investment for any person. Before acting on any advice, you should consider the appropriateness of the advice having regard to your own objectives, financial situation and needs. Please contact us to obtain our disclosure brochure relating to the services offered by Sound Income Strategies, LLC, and consider its contents before making any decisions. Where quoted, past performance is not indicative of future performance. Sound Income Strategies, LLC does not represent or warrant that the contents of this program are suitable for you from a compliance, regulatory, legal, or any other perspective. We shall have no responsibility for your use or non-use of the program or any portion thereof.